The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. Well, <laughs> oh my God. well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and this is Free Time Tuesdays. That's right. Every Tuesday you're going to get a little, little smidgen, morsel, tasty bite just from me. It'll be different every week because it's free time. So I can do whatever the hell I want. This is my second take of free time because I was a miserable bitch in the first <laughs> I just recorded this and then I just said to Zeke, no, it's not great. I'm in a mood. I don't know what's going on. I'm just in a mood, but I'm going to shake it off. And say hello. Welcome to Free Time Tuesdays. I am uh, still processing the blessed event, the National Press Club address that occurred last Wednesday where I got up and spoke about neurodivergence and um, what a time it's been. Today I thought I would just let you know what's been going on since and the reaction I've had. I'll answer some of your questions and most importantly talk about well, I, I just got this fantastic message from a woman that has made the whole process and the lead up and the angst worthwhile. So uh, straight after the press club happened, I'll let you know, I jumped off stage, I gave Michael a hug, I spoke to some of you, and then I just needed to go and stand in a dark room, which I did. Uh, if you look, I'm sure if someone looks at the CCTV footage, they'll just see me quietly sneaking off into someone's office. I don't know where I was, I just shut the door. And I had to do some deep breaths. I realised how much I've been hanging on. You know when you've got a really massive event coming up and you just compartmentalise everything? And I just, the moment it was done and I didn't stuff it up, I think my body just let go of everything and it had been hanging on to some shit. And quite literally, I did a massive number two evacuation not long after. So I feel like my body was hanging on to some, like, decaying faeces. Maybe I should go back to the first recording. It was so much better. <laughs> okay, of course, we've ended up here. The reaction, especially on Twitter, was shocking. If you heard our post-match analysis from last week's episode, you'll see Michael was reading me the tweets live. I was so scared. I walked off stage and Michael's like, Twitter's loving you. And I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about Twitter. But the tweets were good. It's gone gangbusters everywhere. And the thing that I most hoped would happen is happening. Now, I haven't met, a lot of you have been asking me, one of the questions on the Emsolation Facebook that came through was, have you had any politicians contact you, any higher-ups? And I haven't. I haven't yet. I don't know if they will. But what I have had is numerous CEOs, doctors, nurses, teachers tell me that they're inspired to kind of institute change in their workplaces and in their lives. And that is all I could hope for. 
that is power of the people was always going to see this message through. Like I just knew that. And that's why I spoke to you all. That's why 99% of the address was to you, not to the politicians. Like I think I mentioned Bill Shorten once, got off lightly, Bill. And I wanted to share with you one particular message that truly made everything worthwhile. It's from Steph. And she wrote, Em, I've just watched the speech. It was incredible. I learned a lot and took it straight to our board of directors and it's been decided that every manager in our company, 38 wonderful people, will be watching together on Thursday. We have a workshop planned directly after to brainstorm and collaborate to make our organisation a more friendly and safe space for everyone. Which is so amazing. She said, I just want to add that four of our 38 managers are neurodivergent and were asked separately beforehand to make sure they were comfortable to be a part of the conversation. And every single one of them volunteered to lead it and assist us in making the changes we need to make. I mean, could I hope for more? No, I could not. I could not hope. I could not dare to dream that this kind of thing is happening. And so I want to encourage you all to keep sharing the speech and keep sending it around because this could happen. And I had multiple teachers. And by the way, teachers, I love you and I see you. And I hope you heard me say most teachers are doing their best, like nine out of 10. I know that. And I know that it's schools and the attitudes of the principals and the board. And I did get contacted by quite a few principals. And the CEO of the ANZ shared it in his LinkedIn profile, apparently. How's that? And then I went to the doctor today, Dr. Jamie. I've got to say his name or he gets snitchy. And Dr. Jamie said, oh, it got shared in my doctor's Facebook group. Do doctors have Facebook groups? Of course they do. And he said, yeah, I, they don't know that I'm your doctor, but I saw it on. I was like, oh, sorry. I'm big in the doctor circles now, gang. Anyway, what was I saying? What was I saying this? Oh, yeah, share the speech, share the speech. Now, I did call for questions. You know, is there any other information you wanted to know? And we got a few back on the Emsolation Facebook group. Mainly, I guess, asking what was my favourite part of the speech. My favourite part of the speech was when it was over. <laughs> and then I must confess, when I faced the press after and I took my jacket off, first of all, when I took my jacket off, I destroyed the mic. And the soundie was over in the corner looking at me, like, waving. And I was like, oh, hey, man, yeah, no, I did great, didn't I? But it's fine. They turned the lectern mics on. I forgot that they were filming completely. Like, you see me get comfortable, take my jacket off and answer the questions. The questions were so kind. Jamila Rizvi and Claire Bodich were there asking questions. So, plants. <laughs> the questions were great and fine. I, everyone's trying to draw me in. I've turned down all interviews because I feel like I left it all on the field. I said everything I'm ever going to say. I did do Raph Epstein's drive show on the ABC, no big deal. I love Raph. So people keep trying to draw me into the NDIS debate. I don't know anything about the NDIS except that I'm a parent starting my journey with them. That's it. And I I don't want to get, but they try to draw me in, try to draw me in. So, you know, I, I don't know. All I know is it's hard for a lot of us. Not us yet. It's been okay, but you all contact me, all of you having to deal with the NDIS and just say, this is shit fight. So that was the the one thing. I'm most surprised. The questions seem to have gone quite well. I went way over. I was like an hour longer than you're supposed to be, which I really love. I saw that Albo gave a National Press Club address today. So just, you know, whatever. Just the Prime Minister's opening act. (laughs) Another question that came in, I wanted to address is from Lisa. How will you be advocating, you know, moving forward for ND people? And I won't be, is the short answer. I'm done. I've done it. The speech was my love letter to my community, was my big grand gesture. 
but I don't want to be an advocate for neurodivergent people. I I don't have the emotional capacity. I don't have the t- the time. I just don't have the energy. I think my very existence in the space is rebellious enough and I'll continue to talk about it through the lens of the mother of an autistic child and being neurodivergent myself. But in terms of, you know, knocking on the doors of the politicians and turning up to Canberra, that's not that's not what I was built for, truly. And that speech will always be there and a reference point for people to share and go back to. But I truly, truly left everything on the field with that speech. I can't do any more. If I'm invited to speak, I'll speak. But in terms of, you know, I don't know, lobbying and all of that, I'm kind of done. And I hope you understand that. But I do think, as I said, the most rebellious thing you can do, the bravest thing you can do is just be radically yourself and I do vow to you all that I will continue to do that. Uh, Any more questions to go through? What reactions have surprised you the most since your National Press Club address from Lana? Well, I think all of the reactions have surprised me. I have to say quite a few messages coming in from very high-profile people saying, I understand you better now. (laughs) I didn't know they misunderstood me. I can't name names. I cannot be drawn into naming names. Let's just say some very big celebs and news identities have just kind of, and it has been a little bit validating, just like, oh, thank God they don't think I'm a complete lunatic. Like there's a reason behind me. What's been the biggest disappointment? Jeez, okay, okay, mate. Well, that's an easy one. Obviously, for those of you who follow me on some platforms, I was alerted to a Daily Mail article and it was pretty gross and I did spiral briefly. The headline was M. Rossiano blames ADHD for appalling radio behaviour and the headline kind of in some way inferred that in the speech... I'd said those words and I did not and, I, and they picked the most awful photos of me looking super angry and I, at no point did I do that ever. I just did not. And this person that wrote it, this is a person who also tweeted, you probably don't have ADHD, you're probably just dumb, something along those lines. Yeah, they're a real peach. And I got really upset for about an hour and then I had to drill down on why do you care? 99% of the feedback has been so great. Why is this one horrible article. Why do you care? And then I realised I cared because I was worried. That was my worst fear about the speech was that people would think I too was using ADHD as some kind of excuse for bad behaviour whenever there's been bad behaviour. And I don't want to bring that shame upon neurodivergence because let's be honest, anytime it is normally mentioned in the press, it's someone using it as an excuse for bad behaviour. And I'm like, oh God, I've just added to that narrative and I wanted to do the opposite. And then I had to like drill down even further and, well, is that the truth? No, it's not. You didn't say that. You never have said that. And you've added a positive, you know, contribution to the narrative around neurodivergence. So I got over it, but I had to go through a process. <laughs> that's, been the, that's been the low point. Jackie asks, how long it's taken you to recover? <laughs> like, I'm still not recovered. I still cry. I still get really teary every time I think about it because I can't quite believe I did it. Because if you knew the build-up, I think you all got the idea of the build-up. It's going to be slowly but surely, I think. And I really hope to be able to sit down and watch it or at least listen to it because I haven't yet and I can't. I just cannot. I cannot bring myself to do it. 
I've seen little snippet videos that the team made for us and um, they make me cry. So, because <laughs> I kind of had an out of body experience halfway through and I just, I was observing myself give the speech for a bit. Especially when I was talking about Elio, that stuff is, is very raw still. And I would like to talk more about being the mother of an autistic kid because I realise so many of you have contacted me and you feel so alone and you feel like it's no one talks about it. And I am so proud of Elio and I'm so proud to be his mum and I realise I need to talk more about it so you all feel seen and like you're not alone. So I'm, I'm going to definitely work on doing that. I'm also in the process of getting my own diagnosis for autism. I already know that I have it, but I want, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I've been waiting since March to see a psychiatrist and uh, I, I've got my appointment coming up in a couple of weeks just so I can understand myself even more. So once I delve more into the autism side of things, I think I'll talk about it more. I think I will. All right, that's enough for me. Free time Tuesday. Look, moving forward, it'll be fun. It'll be irreverent. Who knows what journeys will go on together, but you will be getting something from me every Tuesday. Sometimes there'll be a guest. Sometimes there'll be a song. Who knows? It's free time. Do whatever we want. It's the greatest part of primary school on a Friday, Arvo. Free time, guys. Yes. All right, gang, don't forget regular ep out on Thursday. We have so much to talk about. Oh, my God, Britney Spears, did you see? She put that video up briefly. Her own, she interviewed herself, refused Oprah, put up her own little YouTube video, no visual, and then it got pulled down. <laughs> oh, my God. We have so much to talk about. There is lots going on. J-Lo sent home a bunch of Geminis from a casting. Of course, that makes sense. <laughs> so much to talk about. Oh, my goodness. Madonna did a, a, a podcast recording, a song exploder, all about hung up. So much to talk about. And I'm sure those three things won't even get covered this week because there'll be something else. Thanks for being here. I hope you, I hope you got something out of this because oh, I'm worried it's super boring because it's just me. But anyway. All right, gang, until Thursday, chat soon. Bye-bye. This is Emsolation. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify-exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano-Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus occasional Offer shelf installs and flat pack wrangling from M's Dad Vinci. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators of the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>